You're still young, you're still free to be what you want to be. Don't listen to that limiting belief system in your head. It's not what you need to listen to right now. Hi there, my name's James and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters. Helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this podcast, I'm going to answer the question, how to be consistent. I'm a happily married father of three, and I live on the south coast of the UK near Brighton. I set up this podcast because I really wanted to create an online community that genuinely supports parents, specifically dads, and I suppose specifically dads like myself who often struggle with their mental health. If that sounds like something you'd like to support, please follow my podcast, or if you watch this on my YouTube channel, please hit subscribe. Like me, I'm sure there are lots of things in your life that you would like to achieve. Maybe you want to get fitter. Maybe you want to change your job. Maybe you want to work for yourself. The one thing you have to do to achieve anything in life is work. And you can watch all the motivational videos in the world, but that's not going to help you move the needle and get you where you want to be. The key to success in anything is consistency, not motivation. Because motivation can come and go depending on all sorts of things you can't control, like often how much sleep you get, your general mood, how much time and energy you have to devote to whatever it is you're trying to do. I would argue that what's way more important than motivation is discipline and consistency. You have to have discipline in order to be consistent. Discipline is what basically gets you out the door when it's raining and you plan to do a run, but you really don't want to. Discipline is what gets you up at half six in the morning to sit down and send out 10 emails that may or may not bring back any business. Discipline is continuing to produce and edit two podcasts every week that may or may not do well and may or may not develop your podcast. Discipline is writing a book called First Time Dad in the hope that not only it helps other first time dads with their mental health and to support their partners, but might help you to pay off your massive mortgage. There are no guarantees in life. I think there's a very strong correlation between what we consider as luck and hard work. It's interesting how the harder you work and the more consistent you are, the luckier you tend to be. And just for full transparency, I got a lot of this information from wikihow.com. For more great content, go and check them out. Tip number one, you need to be implementing consistent practices. What does this mean? Okay, my understanding of this is it means you need to know what that means to you. When you say, I'm going to be much more consistent, well, what does that mean? I'm going to be much more consistent with my diet or my exercise or my relationships or how I talk to my partner or how I support my children. Well, what does that mean? You need to quantify exactly what that is. The more specific the target, the much more likely is you're going to hit it. So if I say, I'm going to be more consistent with my exercise, I need an idea, and you have to write it down, although sometimes that really helps, of what that means. So for me at the moment, being more consistent with my exercise means I go for a run once a week, I do jujitsu at least once a week, and every time the kettle boils, I do some exercise. And I think it's okay to be vague if while the kettle is boiling, instead of scrolling through my phone, or staring out the window, I do one body weight squat, that's better than doing no body weight squats. And you're much better off when you're starting to improve yourself, or starting to want to develop and improve yourself, is be kind to yourself. Quite often I write down a things to do list, and I'll write down two things I've already done, just to give myself some momentum. 
ridiculous as that may sound, it does work. If you say I'm going to be consistent in being better with my relationships, what does that mean? It might just mean that every time your partner says, says something that annoys you, don't bite. Instead of saying something that isn't very kind or encourages an argument, just don't say it. Just be consistent and say, do you know what? I'm not going to say negative stuff, even if it's in my head. You might be surprised where you are in a week or in a month after consistently not vocalizing negative things about yourself or other people. Tip number two for being consistent, create a schedule. I hate the idea of creating a schedule. I was definitely born with an adverse opinion towards authority. And the best thing to do is keep these consistent rules for yourself to yourself. The minute you start telling other people, yeah, I'm going to go for a run every day. The minute you don't, even if they don't mention it, you're going to know that they know you didn't do what you said you were going to do. So using exercise, I know that my schedule of every time I want to have a hot drink, so two or three times a day, I have to do some exercise while that kettle is boiling. That's the schedule. And if that's the bare minimum of what I do, that's better than nothing. What you might find is once you start achieving these really small goals, you start thinking, actually, I can totally do more than this. I can go for a run. I can get to an extra jiu-jitsu session. You need to start building momentum for yourself. And if it's longer term goals, like I want to be financially free in six months, then write that stuff down. Even if you have three or six months or 12 month goals written in the back of a diary, which I totally do in that diary there, even if they change, it doesn't matter because goals will change and the landscape of your life and your world will change. But as long as you're always trying to progress towards something that you're not now, that's going to make your life better and more enriched and give you more time for the things you want, that's a positive thing. And tip number three for staying consistent, place reminders around the house. Put reminders, put post-it notes in the middle of the fridge why you want to lose some weight, why you want to drink less. Put something on the mirror. You need visual cues to encourage yourself to keep going because it's not easy because human beings are very complex emotional things. And if you're having a low day and you're feeling a bit down in the dumps, the idea of a Mars bar as opposed to a banana is a lot more appealing. But if you write, I'm proud of you on a post-it note in the fruit bowl, it might just remind you that actually... There is a point to this. And tip number four, when it comes to being consistent, only make promises you can keep. If you're anything like me, you hate saying no. I am definitely a massive people pleaser. And I really struggle to say no and to not want to help everybody. The problem is you kind of have to put yourself first. If you want to be able to help people, support your family, financially support your parents, then you kind of have to get to a point, you have to elevate your life to a point, your financial status, where you're in a position to do that, when you're positioned to do so. If you're constantly helping everybody out, then you're never going to get to be that person. And it's okay to say no. If you say yes to everyone, you're just making a rod for your own back. You have a finite amount of energy. And the problem is the saying, if you want something done, ask a busy person is very true. If you're one of those lovely people that's always putting someone else first, your name will be at the top of lots of people's lists. I know who can help me move. I know who can lend me a tenner. I know who will listen when I'm having a bad day. You've got to be consistent. If you want to achieve something you're not now, you need to protect that time and that energy. And tip number five for being consistent, reward yourself when you've achieved something. It's really important to know what your finish line is. 
Otherwise, you're just going to be searching constantly for the next achievement. If you say, once I've run a half marathon, I'm going to go out and have a really nice meal and a few beers with my friends to celebrate it. Once I sell my first book, I'm going to have a night out with my wife to celebrate it. You need to be really kind to yourself. If you don't constantly reward yourself for doing hard work, then it will get harder and harder to do the hard work. Tip number six about how to stay consistent when you're trying to achieve something is keep going even if you make a mistake, because you will. The mistakes are inevitable. It's never going to be perfect. You're going to miss a day because you don't feel like training. You're not going to feel like recording another podcast because someone left a message saying it was rubbish and you can't play the ukulele. I mean, they're not wrong. There are going to be times where you just think, oh, I can't be bothered. I've missed a day. What's the point? Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. If you make a mistake, chalk it up to experience and start again tomorrow. You're much better off doing less but keeping going than missing a day or not achieving what you want to achieve and getting all huffy and think, oh, what's the point? I've, I've failed, so I, there's no point carrying on. Yes, there is. The road to success is not a straight line. It's a very bumpy, up and down, one step forward, two steps back sometimes. You just need to keep in the game. One of the best quotes I've ever seen about this is from Denzel Washington. It was something along the lines of, if you get knocked down seven times, you just need to get up eight times. And that is true. If you look at anyone who's successful, they just kept going a little bit longer than everyone else. I'm Captain Cliché today, but it's true that the darkest hour is always the one just before dawn. Not sure that's actually true. But I take that to mean that basically, typically, the time you're about to succeed is just after when you are about to give up. And you don't know, you don't know that tomorrow may be that day when you get that email or suddenly your podcast channel, wishful thinking, (laughs) explodes and suddenly all sorts of opportunities that you couldn't possibly imagine are present for you. You don't know that. And surely that's the magic and excitement of life. Even as a 47-year-old married father of three, it's really important It's actually more important now probably than it was 20 years ago that I have reasons beyond loving my children and supporting my partner that I get up because I'm excited to do something. I'm excited to push things on. I'm excited to go to another jujitsu class and get tapped out by teenagers because I know if I just keep doing it and I stay in the game, one day I'll get that black belt. If I keep writing, who knows where that book may end up? If I keep posting podcasts, who knows? Who knows what will happen? And surely it's that mystery and that potential excitement of the unknown that has to keep you going. Be kind to yourself. If you make a mistake or you fall short, chalk it up to experience and start again tomorrow. And tip number seven of staying consistent, give yourself time to recharge. This follows on quite nicely from the last one. If you miss a day, you miss a day. If you have a day where you don't write or you don't send the emails, Okay, it's not the end of the world. The world will not stop. And it's not a good enough reason to throw in the towel. Another cliche. This might be something that resonates with you, but I think I'm addicted to working. I'm addicted to doing stuff. I feel guilty if I'm not doing stuff. And that's actually a false economy. When it gets to the evening and I've been doing loads of work, I've created a lot of content, I've emailed everyone I was supposed to email, I've done all the exercises I said I would, just chill out. Have a cup of tea and watch some rubbish with your wife. Take the dog for a walk. Play the Xbox with your son. You need some downtime. Otherwise, you're going to end up resenting your goals. And if you resent them, there's a strong chance you're going to ease off and it's not going to happen for you. 
And tip number eight on how to stay consistent, use motivational tools to keep you going when you really don't feel like it. And I know this is slightly contradicting the fact that I'm saying that motivation is not really that useful. But in those times in the day when you have a natural slump, get up, go for a walk, or just physically get up and go to a different room. For me, that's maybe larking around on the ukulele, maybe watching a little bit of Alan Partridge, just taking my mind somewhere else, giving myself a bit of a break. Or if you've created a bit of a narrative about where you want to be in five years' time, go and read it and remind yourself why you're doing this. And tip number nine on how to stay consistent, hold yourself accountable. Don't make excuses. I think there's a good reason to not tell everybody everything you want to do. Keep it to yourself, but make sure you make a note of it so that you know whether or not you're achieving what you said you were going to do. Yes, be kind to yourself. Yes, have another go, but hold yourself accountable. If I didn't send my quota of emails, why didn't I send my quota of emails? How am I going to feel at the end of the day when I've had the time and the energy to do the stuff I was going to do and I didn't do it? How am I going to feel? How am I going to feel if I watch other people who have the same or less time, energy, skills and resources as me achieve things I want before I do? How am I going to feel about that? Probably not great. And tip number 10 of how to be consistent, give yourself enough time to see the changes. If you want things you've never had before, you have to do things you've never done before. Quite often, it's not as easy as just to say, oh, I'll just do this every now and again. You have to kind of reinvent yourself. If you want to eat healthier or stop drinking so much, then you might need to think about who you're spending your time with. If you spent ages scrolling on social media and wasting time, you might need to help yourself by deleting those apps from your phone and your laptop so the temptation just isn't there. If you want to cut down on alcohol, make sure there's no alcohol in the house. If you want to try and eat better, make sure there's no crappy food in the house. Make it really difficult for yourself to keep the bad habits. Make it really easy for yourself to keep good habits. Basic stuff like always buying fresh, healthy food, making that the only option, is a really good start. Making it difficult to actually waste time on social media is a good start. Surrounding yourself by people that you want to become, who are going to help keep you accountable, who are going to inspire you to want to push on and become more like them, is a good thing. I've heard it said that we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. If the five people you spend the most time with are losers and negative and not where they want to be in their life, well, that's basically your future. I'm not going to get better at jujitsu by spending time with people who've been doing it less time than I have. I'm going to get better by putting myself in the shark tank, trying to force myself into a gene pool of brown belts and black belts, even if that means I'm basically getting my ass kicked. My progression is going to be much, much quicker. And give yourself time. It's not going to happen overnight. It's probably not going to happen in a couple of months. It might happen in a year. And it's really difficult to keep going where you think, am I getting anywhere with this? I've sent hundreds of emails. I haven't had any replies back. Is there any point to this? Certainly, if you can see other people around you having success, it's very difficult not to compare yourself to them. You have to work really hard to think, well, okay, where was I last week? What's happened in the last week? Okay, well, I haven't had a drink or I haven't had a hangover or I haven't had a donut every day. Okay, well, I've done some exercise every day. Okay, well, I've uploaded two podcasts. Okay, well, I've connected with some people I didn't know last week. Highlight the positives and accept the negatives. And tip number 11 of how to stay consistent, set boundaries for your commitments and your personal relationships. If, like me, you share a house with your wife or partner, your children, and maybe a pet, 
I guarantee there will always be someone who wants you to do something for them pretty much every minute of the day. You have to work really hard to protect the time to get the work done. On the plus side, the thing I've found, I'm much more driven now that my time is finite. When I was single and had all the time in the world to do anything I wanted, I couldn't be bothered. There was no urgency. The minute that was taken away from me, suddenly I have a drive to get on with it. And you have to protect that. What works for me and my wife most of the time? What works for me and my wife usually is we have a conversation on a Sunday night about the things we both want to try and achieve this week. What do we want to do at work? What do we want to do for the kids? When does my wife want to go for a run? When do I want some time to do some filming for podcasts? And unfortunately, once the day started and everyone's up, that time's not there. Once the children are up and you've got to get them for school, you're just firefighting. If you want a lifestyle that isn't the lifestyle you have at the moment, you're going to have to change who you are. When it gets to nine o'clock at night and the kids have actually finally got down to sleep, you've got some time to yourself, you're just too tired. You are going to have to be strict and say, well, actually, if my kids get up at 6.30, I need to get up at 5, 5.30 to give myself a good hour where there's no one in the kitchen, no one asking me to do things where I can focus on myself. That works. And there will be mornings, most mornings, where you don't want to do it. I never want to get up in the morning, ever. When that alarm goes off, it's a constant battle of wills of me not wanting to get out of a nice, warm, cosy bed. I'll be honest, I haven't got the secret of how to make that easy. Quite often, some mornings, I get it wrong, and I sleep in, and then I feel guilty because I didn't do it, and I totally could have done it. There are things you can do that will help. Don't drink the night before. Try and get some good sleep, so try and go to bed at a reasonable hour. Quite often, if you put your alarm clock in a different room, so you've got to physically get out of bed, walk to turn it off. By the time you've got there, you think, well, I'm kind of up now. I might as well just get on with it. And tip number 12, how to stay consistent. You need to build your willpower. You basically need to become a stronger person mentally and emotionally. And there are things you can do. For example, I never want to have a cold shower. But every time I have a cold shower, it makes it slightly easier for me to continue to have a cold shower. Every time I do some exercise while the kettle boils, it makes it slightly easier for me to continue to do so. What you want to do is get to a point where you've done these things so many times that actually it doesn't feel good when you don't do it. It becomes who you are. It becomes a habit that actually you feel a bit awkward or not good if I haven't posted two podcasts a week, if I haven't emailed five or ten people a day. At the moment, these things might seem massively overwhelming. So start small. When the kettle boils, do one bodyweight squat. Do one press-up. And you might go, oh, that's easy. I can do 100. Okay, you might do 100 in a year. Start with one. Write one sentence of your novel. Send one email. Because what happens is you do one email. You think, well, I could totally do another email. And then you just keep doing it. You start writing, oh, I can write, okay, well, I can write for five minutes. I can set a timer and write for five minutes. You get to five minutes, you're in the flow, and you keep going. I really hope you got some of this podcast. And if something I said helped you in some way, please let me know in the comments. Alternatively, if you have a trick of how to stay consistent that I've not mentioned, please feel free to share it with the community and put it in the comments. As you can see, I've shamelessly put my book in the background, hoping that people go, hey, what's that? That's interesting. It's a book called First Time Dad that's now available on Amazon. I'm really trying to get some feedback from it. And therefore, if you'd like a completely free digital copy of the book, please let me know at mydadmissions at gmail.com. Alternatively, put your email address in the comments and I can send you a copy. All I would hope for is that you might give an honest review on Amazon once you've had a chance to take a look at it. I really hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care.
When she says we're helping out at the school fate, take a deep breath and meditate and don't worry. Just be a daddy. Dad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday.